Welcome back to another episode of Reversing Course, the golf course restoration at Wakanda Club. I'm Rianne Kinney. I'm the general manager here at Wakanda. I have here with me today our golf course superintendent, Dane Wilson, our director of golf, Aaron Kruger, and two special guests, our current Wakanda board president, uh, Mr. John Burrow on the fourth, and vice president, Mr. Peter County. Gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the card room. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are again. This is our last podcast of Reversing Course. Well, the last one for this season. Last one for the season. We may, I've had a lot of questions about continuing this podcast in some way. And I think it's our intention to be, to pick it back up in the spring as we look towards reopening and keep members posted on that progress. What do you say? I look forward to it. Yeah, I know you do, Dave. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I think that we will continue it, like I said, in the spring, and, and we might continue some version of this for the club as a whole as well. It's become a really good way for us to communicate with our members. Um, and, you know, I just like sitting and chatting with you guys every week. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, being open to doing it as well. So thank you. Hopefully things are a little bit slower moving forward. <laughs> no, we have to keep moving. We have to keep... Well, I just mean in general. Okay, that's fine. Fair. Fair enough. All right, Dane. Well, week 14, <clears throat> give us an update. Um, we've, we've done really well. I know we didn't have this podcast last week, so there's been a lot of time in between. But um, we're kind of inching towards the finish line, at least with our initial seeding. So as of today, we've got three holes left, seven, eight, and ten, which uh, seven will be seeded today. Um, eight and ten, probably between Wednesday and Thursday, we'll get those in the ground. And um, really, we've we've done really well. You know, in in order to get these last three fairways done, we've kind of adjusted our strategy, and we're only addressing the bunkers that we absolutely need to, or or bunkers that need access through the fairways, in order to get these fairways seated. And then there's going to be another. So there's seven of those, which were all done last week. And then there's another thirteen that we're going to have to loop back and finish off. Just but they're outside of the seating areas. And so, um, and by finishing off, you mean we have to core them, core, drain them, drainage, liner, sand. Right. So yeah. the whole thing—they haven't been touched yet. Thirteen more. Uh, Thirteen more. Okay. Um, the majority of well, the majority of them we have, you know, finished prepping the faces of them just to get sod on them. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, we're really just talking about the coring, drainage, and liner and sand. And getting sod on them for a couple of reasons, right? We want the grass to get growing, um, um, but we also want to make sure they don't. Yeah, Wash so out. we don't. Yeah, we don't want to make um, put ourselves in a position where they're exposed, and so we saw the faces just to help any erosion. But also, as we go into growing watering too, that at least those faces are maintained um, with the sod on them, as opposed to still just running the water and um, eroding those, or just getting them too wet where they can't work inside the bunkers once they come back to them. So you've been staging the bunker sand in the parking lot here at the club. Um, does that mean that that sand is going to be there for a little bit while longer? Um, is that the end of the sand coming in? It's two questions. I, I think there's, uh, we still have some more that is at the um, rail yard, but um, for the most part, I think we've got all the sand on property that we need to. So inevitably, I think we'll be left over with some sand, which we'll take back to our shop or something like that, and then just hold on to and either do some touch-ups in the spring and or just 
have it for the future. So the sand at the rail yard, does that get shipped back? No. So whatever, that comes here? Yeah, whatever we've brought uh, into Des Moines okay. is here in ours. Okay. And then we'll um, just gradually get those all sanded, uh, filled with sand, drained, and, and everything then as we go. The last bunkers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll probably be working on those, you know, through the month of October. Yeah. Um, so initially it was our goal to be fully seated by October 6th. That or, was the drop dead date. That was our what we had on our timeline. Okay. But um, it's always been my goal to push and push and push and have all the seed in the ground by this week. And so for that to come to fruition, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling that you know we're getting this in the ground and I can just loop back and start touching stuff up, or which we already have done. And so uh, everything we've done on three and four has germinated really well, just in terms of our touch up seeding. So it's just nice to see things coming together. Yeah, it looks great out there. The seeds popping and it's uh, it looks really really good. So seven, eight, ten, ten, and then fairways are good. Yep, at least the initial seeding. So then we go back and we just touch up anything that we need to. But in our process, we've gotten better and better and better every time, which is always our goal with anything that we do. And then um, so really on some of these ladder fairways, there's not much to go up and touch up not like we had on three and four mm. so. is that because you changed your process some yeah so just I mean for the first six holes we did something not entirely different but um, we tried new things and we finally settled on a process that really works and that we've had great results with okay how often are you having to mow the fairways that are growing in is that a weekly once twice um, Right now, we're mowing them about once a week. We need to get on a better repetition of that, but um, even still, we had those hot stretches where it just didn't feel right to go out and mow them. Mm -hmm. So there were a few fairways that got a little bit long and we're chasing after right now, but that was part of you know refocusing ourselves over the weekend. Rather than push and try to seat seven, we just had to loop back and get everything mowed that we needed to and then sprayed, and especially with growth regulator to kind of get everything underneath or under control. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling good? Feeling good. That's that's big for you to say that. Yeah. So when do you shave? That's what I really need to know. Like, when is it the moment that you say, okay, we're good? As soon as I finish 10 fairway, I might just bring in the clippers to work. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like a playoff beard? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I was looking in the mirror last night, and I was thinking, Jesus, just give me to Wednesday. <laughs> Has Brittany said anything? She just stays she, out of it. Uh, she likes it. I don't know. She, okay. Good for her. Drives me nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to you shaving. Me too. That means we're, we're really good. So. so we do have a few questions from this week. We had a greens committee this week, and a few questions came up during that, and also received a few questions from our listeners. So we'll go through those here quickly. Uh, first question was really important. When will members be able to play? So... That's one of those questions, obviously. I mean, we need to get the rest of the seed in the ground to and really evaluate where we're at. But, um, you know, it's always been our hope that, um, you know, we are out there before PCC. And, you know, whether that's some sort of soft opening, whether it's walking or something of that nature, but it's always been our goal to get our membership to play this golf course first, not the tour. And so what that date is, I don't know. I couldn't tell you right now. So what goes into, what factors go into making that decision? Well, so it's, it's 
something that we talked in green committee the other day so in this scenario it's not as simple as what we've done in the years past where it's you know go pick up some sticks get a mow on everything and then just let everybody loose you know there's a lot of things that we're going to have to address before we go into that and some of that is you know we've got all the sand in the bunkers but they're basically to some degree just kind of piled and sitting in there so if we think about our process you know there's inevitably there's going to be more seating touch-up stuff sodding uh, but even in terms of bunkers, there's going to be, you know, get some of the weeds out of them, not some, all of them, uh, move the sand around, compact them with a plate compactor or a sand pro, um, and really just tie everything in. I didn't realize you'll go in and compact them. Yeah. So, I mean, because right now, basically, they're just feathered in there. And right. so it's all loose sand. Mm -hmm. And so um, what we need to do, and we've you know, based off the calculations, we put enough sand in there to get them to a five inch depth. And so once we move the sand around and compact, water them, compact them, that's when we'll four. get to our four or five inches. Got it. Okay. So the answer really shortly, short answer is we don't know yet. Right. Uh, our goal is to get members out before PCC at some point, whether it be in a limited fashion or walking only or something like that. Um, but there's just a lot that goes into it and the weather is probably the biggest factor. Right. Yeah. But like, like we've said, I mean, even politically, it's always been my goal to get the members out first. Yeah. Um, cause that to me, it just doesn't make sense to do all this work and not have you guys enjoy it, you know, before we let, you know, whether it be pro-am players or the pros themselves, Yeah. you know, this is effectively our golf course. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of PCC, do the stands look the same? Will the build be the same for PCC this next year, or are they making changes to that based on the new course? Uh, I've been working with Alex McCarty, who is uh, the tournament uh, director, um, between him and Steve Neiman, but they're, they're still put piecing things in, figuring out um, how they're going to set the stands. They're hoping to have uh, all that finalized, I think, by middle of October, um, which will help us out too, because as we go back and resod some of these areas or reseed, if I know out know what that layout is, there's going to be some things that you know we might not touch up before or use the resources to do prior to them putting up stands. But ultimately, they're still figuring out you know how they want to set everything up, where they're going to set everything up, the size of it. But to some degree, I think the layout will be the same, um, but just shifted to some degree. Mm -hmm. Like on 18, I don't think it's gonna wrap around the back and to the right. I think they're gonna wanna put it on the left side of the bunker. Um, you know, with all the bent grass that we have around there, you know, we don't really necessarily wanna replace that every single year. So you've been in constant, con obviously, constant contact with uh, PCC, but also the tour agronomist, uh, Alex Studeman. Uh, has he been here on property and and how often is he here? Yeah, uh, Alex Studeman, he's been here. Uh, he comes every two weeks and so gets a walk around. We talk, um, you know, where we're at, strategies, different things. But yeah, he's been a great resource throughout this whole project. Um, you know, whether he's here on site or if I just have an idea and call him and, you know, sometimes maybe he talks me off a ledge or, you know, just um but yeah he's been he's been great i agree he's been a really good partner and he has obviously he has the best interest of the tour but he also is a superintendent 
uh, and he has he has a great understanding for think the club as well and you know our best interests as well and I think that he does have a very good balance of that and really great guy and has been really good to work with yeah um Aaron we had a question during one of our tours um on handicap allocations can you talk about how that is developed with the new course yeah absolutely I uh I made a triple bogey on that question during the tour um they, they asked me and I, I immediately went to answer it in what I've always known as how to develop the handicap stroke index allocation across the golf course. And, and that means what, what's the number one handicapped hole? Where do I get my dots? What's the number 18 handicapped hole? And for years, the, the gin method that the USGA used was to collect hundreds of scores from different handicap groups, a scratch group, a bogey group, from different genders across different tees and to analyze those in bulk and find the difference between the low handicap player and the high handicap player and the hole with the greatest margin between the two is the number one handicapped hole. It didn't really measure relative difficulty at the time. It was the most needed where a bogey golfer would need a stroke to tie a scratch golfer. And that was the way I answered it. Well, buried deep in appendix 4G dot 17 or whatever that Do we number have a fact is check on that? Do we need it's a close check? okay Go um in the new world handicap system is a brand new way to allocate the stroke index and that's measured strictly on relative difficulty and so it's now how the hole plays in relation to par not necessarily the difference between a bogey and a, and a scratch golfer so I'm, I'm really relieved on that because we would go into this new golf course reopening next year under the old system and have to collect well over 400 scores hole by hole to be able to reallocate. And I was just thinking we'd keep our same allocation, do it late season and go forward. Well, now it's something that um, the Iowa Golf Association can do at the same time they rate our golf course for course rating and slope rating. They'll, they'll give us the whole, the whole stroke index allocation, hmm. which I think is great. So yeah, there's a lot, uh, a lot's changed. It, it makes sense when you start to think about it. I, it was always so hard to explain that it, it wasn't number five was always our number one handicapped hole that wasn't the most difficult hole in relation to par in fact it was one of the easiest in in relation to par for the tour event and for um like the state amateur and stuff like that but it was always our number one handicapped hole so now that's going to change a little bit and so going forward uh this new system divides the golf course into six triads or three hole segments so hole one two three is the first triad four five six is a second triad, etc. And the process is to find the odds, the odd allocations are on the front nine, the evens are on the back, spread out the low and the high handicapped holes, and somewhere in that middle triad should be your hardest hole on each side. So that if a match is going on, the number one handicapped hole isn't at the last and it doesn't come into play when the match is closed out. So there's a lot of factors in there. Um, it's very interesting to read about, and you know, now that the the handicap system bases a net double bogey as the highest stroke index. It makes sense to build that allocation off of par and relative difficulty. So, sorry for the incorrect answer on the tour. Hope that clears it up. And Aaron, I had a quick question. Mm -hmm. So, would you say there's an overriding theme of members concerned where they're getting their strokes already? Absolutely, <laughs> already. Yes. <laughs> where are my dots falling? <laughs> they're already thinking ahead to matches. That's great. <laughs> Well, thank you for clear, uh, clearing that up, Aaron. We uh, appreciate that. And I am sure that everybody went home from that tour and said, 
he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But your conscience just couldn't take it. So I I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And that is good news to know that we'll have that done and complete. Yeah. So our scorecards are going to come out with brand new ratings. Um, And then a month from today on uh, October 18th, Nate McCoy of the Mm -hmm. Iowa Golf Association will be at Wakanda to speak about our, to speak at our member breakfast. And he's going to talk through the handicap system and the course rating and, he runs the IGA's course rating team. He'll be on site to lead their team to develop our new course rating. That's something they can do even this fall before winter hits. So Great. Thank it'll be you. an interesting breakfast. I invite our members to. I you know, appreciate you organizing those. Those have been really wonderful. We do a member mm-hmm. golfer breakfast every month mm-hmm. uh, in the morning, and we've been following it up with a tour of the, a tour of the golf course. Uh, but we have a special speaker every month, and it's always a different topic. And we've had Tyler Ray and Dan Moore at those, but now... Uh, we had Mike McCoy, mm-hmm. you know, Nate. Yep. Um, so that's really great. Thank you for, for organizing those. They've been been a really great thing for our members. So, Okay, well, thank you both for the updates on the week and for answering those questions. And we look forward to seeing seed in the ground. Me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter and John, thank you for being here today. We are excited to chat with you about Wakanda and the future of the club. Um, your families both have some really long-standing legacies at Wakanda. Can you elaborate for us on those legacies and, and what Wakanda means to you? I'll go first, please. <laughs> um, I'm a third-generation member, so my grandfather joined, I don't know when, the 40s probably. And uh, my dad joined in the late 60s and I guess the funny story was um, I think he'd just gotten out of the Navy during Vietnam and moved back to Des Moines and Des Moines Golf was brand new or they just moved out to their new current location out and for $5,000 you joined and that was it no dues for the rest of your life I don't 5000 probably a lot of money back then for a young guy anyway he told my grandfather and he said Go back and get your money back because you need to be at Wakanda. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've been here forever and love it. And you know, maybe that was my dad being rebellious. That's his counterculture <laughs> '60s moment. I don't know. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I've had a long history at Wakanda. My, uh, we, I would be a third generation member as well. Um, my grandfather was president of the club in the '70s. Uh, my folks joined in the 60s. They've been members for over 55 years. My mother would say the county family legacy at Wakanda is um, she had the rule, the, she used to bring her own lunch with her kids in the 60s and 70s to the pool. Well, they changed that rule. You couldn't bring lunch to the pool because my mother would always uh, make lunch and bring it to the pool for the kids. You can't do that anymore. So she claims that that rule was changed over 50 years ago because of uh, her abusing the system with uh, my siblings. But uh, a wonderful, uh, so many good memories of Wakanda, so many good friendships made at weddings, rehearsal dinners with our families out here, um, and looking forward to it for the future to come as well for the next 101 years. Yeah. Do you anticipate your children becoming members here someday? I, I absolutely hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're already members now, yeah, they're but already they members continue. Now. <laughs> they love it. They uh, they do the whole, I have an 11-year-old, 8-year-old, and 5-year-old boys, and they're out here um, all summer long swimming and golfing and playing tennis, uh, just like uh, my siblings and I did. And uh, they've made a lot, they've already made a lot of great friendships and relationships and memories out here. 
and uh, they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it anywhere else. Okay. What are some of your favorite memories uh, at Wakanda? Oh, there, there's a lot, but um, probably just the relationships you build. So growing up, I became best friends with uh, Hale Hoke and other the Hokes have been members here forever. And his grandfather was Jim Hoke Sr., who was a six-time club champion, claimed he was the Big Ten champion in Iowa. <laughs> um, I don't he was the medalist, but they only did team, got the award. So. Mm. Uh, be kind of like Bernie Gradaville claiming he was the medalist at the Langford <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, he taught us the game and taught us how to play Nassau's and how to, you know, respect the course. And yeah. so, and we're still best friends today. And I couldn't imagine my life without all the relationships. And then, fast forward when we moved back from Chicago 15 or 16 years ago, Allison, we joined right away and. Um, you know, made lifelong friends through that and like the men's league and met a lot of people that have been great friends for the last 15 years. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, 63rd Amateur Championship. My dad caddied in that uh, <laughs> really? when he was at uh, University of Notre Dame and he has great memories uh, of that, although I think they lost first round, but uh, <laughs> he might have to fill it in. But a lot of great memories at Wakanda. Um, my, Mary and I had a rehearsal dinner here. Um, and we had a, a, a round of golf with all of our friends from out of town that Friday out at Wakanda. I'll never forget it. Um, I remember growing up, the tennis ladder up uh, at the tennis courts was a really big deal. That's where I tennis kind of changed my life. Um, and that's where I learned to play tennis was at Wakanda. Um, and I'll never forget that, absolutely. Blazer Days is my favorite thing to do at Wakanda Club every year. It's the most time I literally spend at the club those three days and have made so many friends um, from all over the Midwest um, with that um, and have had the same guest and old lifelong friend who was actually my doubles partner in tennis growing up um, who's from Kansas City, Chris Howard, and we've had so much fun and Chris has gotten to know people up here uh, who work at Wakanda and as well as competitors so that is something we look forward to every year. Mary and I love to go, um, we love to go to the pool for dinner um, mm -hmm. with the kids and uh, eat down the snack shack. That's kind of our thing to do, um, which is a lot of fun. But uh, but you don't bring your own dinner. We don't bring our own dinner. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would be proud. <laughs> That's so great to hear because I mean what, we have 10 guiding principles at Wakanda and one of them is to make a memory happen. Mm -hmm. and. We try to do that every day, and I just I love hearing all of that because it truly is what Wakanda is about, and it's mm -hmm. um, about family and community and being here with like-minded people and, and be surrounded with those that you uh, care about, and I just love hearing hearing those memories. Now, one of my favorite memories that I, I share with, you know, Blazer Days, you win it with your partner, so two people win Blazer Days. Uh, but, you know, Mr. Ruan, John's dad, won it as a single. I was always amazed. What? An amazing golfer that he won it as a single in the 80s. And we've always wondered, how did how the hell did that happen, <laughs> that you went in one human? Do you Different know this format. I, I just figured they didn't know the partner's name and they're doing the history. Yeah, I tell us no about idea this. Elaborate. I, I have no idea. He's, he's I know he won it. He was very proud. But I, I think it was a, a one-day event. Okay. Oh, was it? Yeah. So, he was... Maybe this is the 
medalist for the day or something. <laughs> net. Sure. He knew where his handicap right. nets were. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. One in ten back then. But, John, speaking of which, the John Ruan Charity MS Exhibition was held at Wakanda uh, from 1975 to 
I didn't know we were going to do the golf course. And I thought big decisions would be, you know, let's have a prime rib night on Saturday. It would be, you know, legacy. Go over the financials and, you know, stuff you do on other boards. But um, I'd say this board's way more involved in the, you know, operations and management of the club. Maybe they shouldn't. But, uh, um, no, it's been a great experience, I'm, and I'm glad I did it. We have had quite a year um, since you both have been in your roles. And so looking back on the past year, um, if you could go back a year ago and tell yourself anything, what would you, what would you say to yourself? Or how would you do things differently if you would? Well, if there's anything I'd do differently or anything I wish could have been done differently, I was actually speaking to John's sister once. Uh, this would have, this would have been about a year ago, and uh, Rachel McLean, Rachel Ruan McLean, uh, said to me, she, know, she said, "I just wish we could talk about um, what Wakanda is going to be and the future a little bit more than uh, some of uh, you know how um, people were perhaps stressed out or upset about." what what was going on and I believe that that's a great thing um, it was such a good simple thought I wish we could talk about what the future is um, which is what we're going to do here today and which I hope everyone is so excited for the future of what this is going to be and uh, so that would be just something uh, you know that's always stuck in my mind from just a simple conversation that I, I just wish we could talk a little bit more about the future uh, rather than the past sometimes mm -hmm. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, if there's anything we could change, but I don't know if ultimately we could or not, but maybe it was our approach, like Peter said. And I think we were kind of under the gun with the irrigation system and made the decision probably quicker than anyone wanted to, and maybe it wasn't as well thought out. But if we could have sold it better to some of the members, I think we were naive, not knowing how much... Uh, opposition there might be to the, the golf course. I think, you know, I had my rose-colored glasses on, thought it was great, and thought everyone else would love it too, and <laughs> that wasn't the case. But if we could have kind of convinced some of the members that left that it wouldn't be so bad, and, you know, hopefully they come back. But, um, you know, I just, whatever we could have done to, to make it smoother would have been ideal, but I don't know exactly what that was. As you've gone through this year, have you felt sometimes the, unfortunately, sometimes the president's role, the board president's role at a country club is a bit of a thankless job. Um, it kind of becomes the complaints department at times and, and unfortunately that's kind of what it turns into at times. Have you though felt support from your fellow members as you've been in your roles? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, other than our town hall meetings, I think for the most part, been cordial and uh, luckily this year there hasn't been much going on since June so I've kind of had it easy. Uh, <laughs> last year poor Bernie got the brunt of the, the experience but um, mm -hmm. I, I uh, well some perhaps something I wouldn't have predicted and this is just you know we learn things as we go through life um, you know, I do think this, uh, it's been a bit generational. You know, I'm 43 years old and, you know, call it 43 and under have been, I'd say, the most vocal and excited um, um, for these changes. I would not have predicted that because, you know, we had these controversial 
measures that were taken with assessments and monies, uh, you know, personal money, and that's that's hard stuff to do to ask people to pay um, some new and more money for something um, for the future. But you know, I would not have predicted that that the younger generation uh, was so excited, you know, perhaps even the most vocal about doing that, um, because you know you you'd make an assumption that you know folks. They make money, uh, they save more money as you get older, and it would be a little bit easier to pay that. Um, but that was something that was an eye-opener for me. Um, but that said, where we're at today at Wakanda, I have I see great morale. I see great uh, excitement for the future from all members. Um, and it's been a great summer. You know, it's like I liken it to... I've never been more excited to come to a golf course where I'm not playing golf uh, because I'm so excited to see what is going on out here and these changes that Dane and uh, crew have been able to put forth. It's really neat. And I pull, you know, I pull folks aside. I go, I, you know, I had no idea the breadth of this, frankly. Um, and this is really quite amazing, the changes that we're seeing with our own eyes here in the past. How many weeks? 14. 14 weeks, the place is how this has changed. Quite what amazing. Transformation. Speaking of which, what uh, looking towards the future, what parts of the golf course are you most excited about? What are some of those areas that you are most excited for? I'd say just the whole course in general. I think I was excited about it. I thought it'd be great, but when you actually see it, it's way beyond my expectations, and I and I had high expectations, so um, I just can't wait to tee off next year hopefully before the PCC amen <laughs> God willing um, I think it's the the whole course has opened up I think you see the rolling hills and it's just more attractive than it was and it's it's I think it's going to be great yeah I think if we've learned if I've or you know read anything noticed anything learned anything Golf courses are an evolving animal, um, and you know all, a lot of great golf courses in the world have evolved, they've changed, and they've been restored, and we're doing that out here now. I'm excited for the, all 18 holes. I'm really excited. I think the finish of 16, 17, and 18 are gonna be extremely exciting with these subtle but yet dramatic changes that have occurred on those three holes. I think we're gonna get a lot more hole-in-ones on number two. Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the kick on the right. I'm really excited about that for all of our members. Um, but it's really neat. You know, I would just would like to say to all members, get out here and uh, get on one of these tours to, uh, to look at this before the winter, before winter comes. And I had a question for Dane actually going back. Um, could you, would you mind filling us in you know, this is this would be a controversial thing for some people, but do we want a snowy winter uh, yes. for this? Yeah, yeah. No, I, ideally, um, if we got a snow and it stayed throughout the winter, I'd be happy with that because yeah. it, it'll provide. So, if you think about it, when we go top dress these greens over the winter, and it comes out of winter, and those are the most green things that we've got. You know, if we had the snow to last all the way through, it effectively is the same thing. So it's like a big insulation blanket. Yeah. And I've also had the question on that note, Peter. Um, no sledding, correct? No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. I did have that question as well. I Good figured. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, with, like Peter said, I think 16, 17, 18 is huge. And credit to Tyler Ray coming up with kind of a new way to play 18. Mm -hmm. It went from one of the easier holes to it's going to be make you think and be a challenge. And I've always, I, I love the 810, the yeah. giant 
you know, great lawn or whatever we're going to call it. But I remember looking at the watercolor. I don't know if Aaron, if you're the one who hung that, those up or whatever, but I'm like, why didn't we do this course? I wasn't smart enough to figure out that that was the course. And growing up when I was a kid, I was like, why, why are these grass bunkers way over here in these trees? <laughs> no, I wasn't smart enough to figure out. That, you know. What part of the project has surprised you the most? Have there been any surprises as you've gone on tours out there? Anything that you've been surprised by? Well, the, the most fun thing I've heard from members is I had, you know, it's an overriding, you hear this quite a bit. I had no idea how big of a deal this was, and uh, it really, I love hearing that, frankly, because this is a big deal. You know, the course, we had to shut this course down early this year. Um, we had to raise a lot of money. We had to spend a lot of money. We've lost a lot of members. This is a really big deal. So when I, when you hear someone, a member say, this is even bigger, you know, and better than I thought it would be, I love hearing that personally. Um, because you know you it's an investment from all of us and uh, hopefully a big investment and a great investment and uh, that's kind of a fun thing to hear mm -hmm. I'd say the, the size of the bunkers <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, probably the the biggest surprise it's just actually seeing them and mm -hmm. it's, it's gonna be fun the course looks a lot different and in a better way I think mm -hmm. Is there anything with the project that you that we aren't doing that you wish we were? Well, just to get you know, I wish we were playing golf right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the uh, that'd be that'd be the one. Um, I'll we'll be back. Well, we'll do this on uh, what are we? September 18th of 2024, we'll have some thoughts on that, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> on uh, what we like True. and don't like. You know, every, you know, every human being is different, every golfer is different, we all have different games, that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure we'll have, everyone will have a little pet peeve here and there. But that being said, this is pretty, I think it's pretty dramatic and pretty special. I'm totally thrilled, not, not going to nitpick anything. No, I think we accomplished and, and pretty much stayed true to the original plan other than USGA mm -hmm. Greens which I'm told probably wasn't that big a deal anyway um, I'd, I'd let Dean speak to that but no I think everything's worked out great and I'm glad we were able to do that yeah on 18 that that was kind of not so sure at one point but the members really liked that and we found out that like oh we got to do that so we made it happen the with the tees in the pond. The tees, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, on the other side of the yeah. pond and rerouting the cart path. Yeah. To be fair, I did ask that same question to both Tyler Ray and Dan Moore, and both of them answered very similarly of that they felt like we were really doing everything that we should be doing out here, mm -hmm. and that's from an expert's uh, standpoint too. And so I do feel good about that too. That. Uh, you know, the club did not cut the corners on this project and did not decide to cut a bunch of things out or omit things. And, and the fact that Tyler Ray and Dan Moore both feel like that we are doing this course justice in this project is, is a really good thing. Well, I think the fact that we're doing it in one period yes. instead of in stages is another huge, Agreed. huge thing that makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. As we look even further towards the future, we've signed a five-year agreement with uh, PCC to uh, continue hosting them for the next five years. 
and we're really excited about that and really excited to debut uh, the new course this coming spring. How do you think that project impacts that event and the future of it at Wakanda? Mm -hmm. Well, I would I would start with what a what a special relationship and partnership we have with Principal Financial Group and the Principal Charity Classic. A great corporate citizen, a great employer. The state of Iowa, the city of Des Moines would not be what it is without Principal and for Wakanda Club to be able to partner with them to raise money for children's charities is, is really quite special. Looking forward to the future with that. Um, but they, I'm excited for the pros to get here and uh, just to hear some anecdotal thoughts of you know what what they're saying what they're hearing because i think it's going to be quite exciting quite amazing i think it's going to be better for the tournament even uh, so but to hear them say next june may and june um, wow what a special you guys really you know you hit this out of the park i predict we hear those types of things and that will make it all worthwhile when we do hear those types of things and i'm sure dane and aaron would get, look forward to hearing those things as well because i think they're coming and it'll be uh, make it all worthwhile how much I can add to that. Uh, <laughs> Ken McCollum, who runs the tournament for them, uh, for for principal, he was out here on a tour and was, like Peter had said, was really impressed and had no idea how big a uh, transformation this was. And he, he liked everything he saw. So mm -hmm. uh, it was a good start. Ultimately, how do you define success for this project? We've been here 101 years. I look forward to 202 years of Wakanda <laughs> Club. And, uh, you know, at least through my own thoughts, you know, every decision that we're making right now, you know, there are no secrets here. We want to get some more members out here. We lost a lot of members. We want some, we want members to come back and we want new members. So every decision we make should be through the prism of how we're going to get some more folks out here, uh, you know, by, by next May, June, July. So I'll define success by that, no doubt. I'll, de I'll define success by hearing some great comments from uh, the PGA Tour pros next year. Um, and obviously, you know, perhaps most importantly, look forward to our members um, and what they have to say and get to experience this new, beautiful, and wonderful restored golf course. That'll be the, uh, the that'll be, that'll make it worthwhile for all of us, I would think. Over the next 101 years, <laughs> what does the future of Wakanda look like to you? I think this golf course put us on the track to, to remain as, for 75 years of Wakanda's history, it was the number one course in Iowa and the, probably the best club in Des Moines. And I'd say that perception had probably changed over the last 25 years after Glen Oaks was built. and. You know, Wakanda kind of is still great, and the people who are members here still loved it and everything. But I think people coming from that didn't grow up in Des Moines and didn't know anything about it would just automatically look at Des Moines Golf or Glen Oaks or something that was newer and shinier and um, didn't know Wakanda's history. And I think this restoration is going to, you know, bring the club back to life and attract new members that at a price point that can help us sustain what it's been and, and go back to being one of the best clubs in Iowa. Yeah, here, here. I think uh, I love golf no matter what, no matter what has happened in the world, but the pandemic certainly changed golf and changed golf clubs or brought notoriety and popularity back um, to where, you know, it was difficult to get a tee time. 
and I think we can take advantage of that with our current situation um, for the future. I think uh, where Wakanda is located, we're hitched to downtown Des Moines a little bit, and I think downtown Des Moines going through um, all the growth that's occurring there is going to be good for Wakanda. Um, so we want businesses to thrive downtown. We want people to join uh, from downtown. And uh, that will be uh, that'll be telling over the next generations, no doubt. Um, but I believe the future is absolutely bright. Um, tough decisions were made in the past 18 months, um, and we're going to reap benefit for it for generations to come. And I cannot wait for uh, whatever that date Dane isn't telling us uh, when we get to play golf uh, <laughs> next year. Cannot wait, Dane. It's going to be fabulous. Great. Well, Mr. County, Mr. Bruin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for your leadership throughout this. Thank you for your love of Wakanda. Um, we, Dane, Aaron, and I are so proud to be here, and we're so proud to be a part of this project, and we are so thankful that we have you as our leaders uh, through this. So. Thank you for everything. Absolutely. Thank yes. you. Well, thank thanks you. For, thanks for having us and, on. And, and thank you guys for, for <laughs> going through all this with us and uh, all your leadership. And uh, can't, can't thank you guys enough. You've, you've weathered the storm, and I think uh, good times are ahead. And shaving. That's <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, this, uh, we will look forward to seeing reversing course in the spring. And until then, this is Reversing Course, signing off.